Psalms 119, and um, I'm going to read several verses. I'm going to we're going to I'm going to kind of do some jumping on several verses in Psalms 119, and you'll kind of notice a theme in these verses, and it's kind of going to kick off our subject the subject tonight that I'm wanting to preach on. But Psalms 119, verse 16 says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Okay, whenever you read Psalms 119, almost every verse, I think there's maybe two or three, and I, I counted them one time. Uh, it's hard to do, but almost every single verse in Psalms 119, longest chapter in the Bible, has some kind of mention of God's word in there. You know, statutes, precepts, commandments, testimonies, whatever. It's in there in almost every single verse. And so, uh, right here is one I will. Delight myself in thy statutes, I will not forget thy word. Verse 83, for I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not, or yet do I not forget thy statutes. Verse 93, I will never forget thy precepts, for with them thou hast quickened me. Verse 109, my soul is continually in my hand, yet do I not forget thy law. Verse 141, I am small and despised, yet do I not forget thy precepts. Verse 153, Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. Verse 176, Consider mine affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget thy law. So anybody notice kind of the theme there that maybe in that all those verses? And that's just not forgetting, okay? For remembering the Word of God, not forgetting His law. And what I want to talk to you tonight, and this is the subject, you know, it's kind of, I guess, hitting several subjects in a way, but one theme I want us to, or I guess the title of the message is selective memory, okay? How many has ever been accused of having, like, selective hearing before? You know, like, you're, when I was a kid, we used to get that all the time. You know, we, we never hear the commands to go clean up our room, but, you know, we would all hear, you know, they, they could scream, go clean your room. We won't hear it. They can whisper, let's go get ice cream. And we all hear it. You know, you all know how that is. And same thing with the memory too, okay? And, um, you know, if you're married especially, you know, you know, guys, you've probably been accused of that a few times. You know, you, you forget certain things real easy. And, you know, it's tough because, you know, guys, we have a tough time winning arguments because ladies, they have such good memories. You know, they remember every conversation. They remember every little detail. They remember dates and things. And, you know, it's like when you're in court, it helps if you have the facts, you know, that you can, you can give the facts. And when you can't do that, when you can't recall things, you lose credibility. But, you know, ladies, you know, they all, September 4th, you know, 1942, you know, you said this right after I said that. And it's like, I do not recall that. But then they go into great detail, and it's like, well, they must be right. I mean, listen to all those details, and and you know, guys, we just we forget things, don't we? And but yet at the same time, there's certain things that we're not going to forget. And there's certain things that you know we have our things that there's no way we're going to forget about them. There's no way, and we're all like that. We all have a selective memory to a certain extent, and there are, in the Bible there. There's constantly verses in there telling us to remember things, you know, wanting us to remember things, wanting us to remember the Lord, you know, wanting us to remember His Word, telling us not to forget. But then there's also things in the Bible that's telling us to forget. So you know, where when we look at the Bible, we see we do need to have a good memory, but sometimes we need to have a bad memory. And so it's almost like a conflicting message there. You know, you need to learn to forget some things, but at the same time, we've got to be careful not to forget other things. And it's like. 
you know, how do we forget the stuff we're supposed to forget and not forget the stuff we're not supposed to forget? And you know, the truth is you're just going to have to have some selective memory. And there are some things that we can do that will help us to remember the things that we're supposed to remember and to forget the things that we're supposed to forget. And you know, that's the other thing too, you know, with the guy, you know, I don't want to get myself in trouble tonight or, you know, any husbands, you don't have to say amen because I don't want you all to get in trouble tonight. But, you know, guys, we, you know, one of the reasons we can't win the argument too, we're real good at, you know, if there is an argument or, you know, if, and I know nobody else's marriages have ever had any unpleasant days or unpleasant experiences, but, you know, guys, we're real for, good about just forgetting about it, you know? Well, it's fine. Let's drop it. Let's just forget about it. Thank you. Good. And, and, and then we do. <laughs> you know, we do forget about it. But then the next time something comes up, then those things get brought up again that we forgot about. And it's like, and we can't win because <laughs> I actually did forget about that. And it, and that's sometimes good to be able to forget some things. And so let's look at some, we're going to look at some of these things tonight. But first off, we do obviously this is this is elementary here, but we've got to remember God's word. We can't forget His laws. We can't forget the commandments, the precepts, the things that He's given us. I mean, these things are crucial. And one of the ways that we can remember it, they sang a song about it, about you know uh, starting the day out with the Lord. I mean, reading your Bible on a regular basis. You know, unfortunately, the only spiritual stuff people get is usually in church on Sunday. And while I try to tell you all the time that if you come to this church, I mean, you're going to learn more, you're going to know more, you know, you're going to be you're going to be above everybody else. Uh, you know, I you know I'm joking kind of when I say that. You know, I can tell you right now, you're not going to get everything you need just from what you hear here in church. You've got to do some reading on your own. You're going to have to do some studying on your own and if you don't, it's easy to forget stuff. You know, one of the, I guess, the benefits of being a pastor, it helps, you know, keep things fresh in my mind because I'm trying to teach. You know, because I'm, you know, I've got to prepare messages all the time. And, you know, it, it's still not uncommon for me that I'm trying to study, I study all the time, preparing messages all the time. It's not uncommon for me to just totally forget things. You know, and later I'll come across something. I'll be like, "Oh man, I, I totally forgot about that <laughs> that verse." You know, and I'll have to go back, maybe look at some of my notes and things. But it's it's there's a lot of stuff in this Bible, and it is easy to forget some stuff. And so we've got to make sure we're reading it. We've got to make sure we're memorizing it, studying it. You know, teaching it to the next person. All these things help us. That's why I encourage questions around here. I want people asking questions. It helps keep it fresh in my mind. I want to stay challenged when it comes to the Word of God. You know, On the radio program, I encourage people to send in questions on there. I want to be challenged. I need to be in the Word of God on a regular basis. Otherwise, I'm going to forget some things. And have you ever known somebody that was a Christian that said they were a Christian and you looked at their life and it's like, have they never read... You know, Maybe you hear their language. They not, you know, they're, maybe they're using God's name in a blasphemous way. Have they, have they never read those verses about blasphemy? Well, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they've heard them before, but they forgot, obviously. There's a lot of stuff that people are forgetting. There's things that go on in churches today. It's like, have you forgotten what the Bible says? And the truth is, they have. They've forgotten what's in God's Word. They haven't kept it fresh. And we can't do that. We have to delight ourselves. We need to I mean, you know, enjoy it. I don't enjoy it. Well, make yourself enjoy it. You know, find a way 
to uh, enjoy it. You know, we we can't forget these things. And then also, um, we need to rem- uh, we'll go to Deuteronomy chapter four. Some things that we need to remember, and this is something that you know, reading your Bible, studying your Bible is going to help you with. But Deuteronomy chapter four verse fifteen says, "Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude." I can't say that word. Similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb, out of the midst of the fire. Okay, he's saying. When when God spoke to you out of the midst of the fire, you didn't see any form. Okay, you didn't see an actual form there, and so He said, "Remember that." In verse sixteen, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image, the similitude, similitude. There we go, similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Unless thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven, shouldst be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven, but the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be unto him a people of inheritance as ye are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes, and swear that I should not go over Jordan, and that I should not go into that good land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. But I must die in this land, I must not go over Jordan, but ye shall go over and possess that good land. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God which He made with you, and make you a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. And it was a long passage there, but notice how he starts it out saying, when God spoke to you, He didn't do it in any physical form. Okay, Remember when God spoke to Moses out of the burning bush? Okay, There was no form because God didn't want them to go and make an image to that. Because what do you think they would have done with that? They would have went and worshipped it. And so that's why one of the reasons nobody's ever seen God, and it's another reason too, we don't need to be making statues of God and statues of Jesus. And Because people will worship those things. You don't think they will? Go to places like Rio de Janeiro where they have the giant Jesus statue out there and see the people that flock to that so they can go pray to a statue. And God warned them, I don't want you doing that. And he said, and he told them to remember the way God had spoken to them. And God wants us to remember the stories in the Bible. He wants us to remember how he worked. He wants us to look at these things because it reminds us of things. It reminds us of what God expects from us and what things that he doesn't want in our life. And we, I mean, they were warned over and over again about graven images. And he told them to take heed, make sure you don't forget. And the question is, did they forget? When it came to the graven images, they sure did. Because they worshiped quite a few graven images throughout their history. I mean, we were talking the other day about that serpent of brass that Moses had made for the people to look at. And you know what? I believe it was, I think maybe during Hezekiah's time, they had to melt the thing down. You know why? Because the people made an idol out of it. They worshiped it. And God hates graven images. He is a jealous God, a consuming fire, and He wanted them to remember those stories. And you know, we need to remember the stories in the Bible. These, even these Old Testament stories, the New Testament tells us they were written for our sakes. 
on whom the ends of the world are come. We're supposed to look at those stories and learn from what God did there so we don't forget and we don't make the same mistakes that they made. But we do sometimes, don't we? You know, it's sad how many Christian people struggle with faith when we have stories like the crossing of the Red Sea. Boy, you would think if we really did believe that, we wouldn't have trouble with faith, would we? But we do, don't we? You know why? Because we forget. I know it doesn't completely go out of our mind, but we don't we don't recall those things. Whenever we face challenges and battles in our life, we often forget stories like David and Goliath, don't we? We don't recall those things. We've got to keep them fresh. We've got to remember them. That way when we are faced with these difficulties and with these challenges, things that's like there's no way we can overcome them, boy, we just automatically go to these stories in the Bible. And not just Bible stories, but even our own experiences. Okay? We talk about faith. Having faith, sometimes we struggle with that. Yet at the same time, we believe that we're saved. We believe Jesus Christ took a wicked, sorry sinner and He saved our soul. And we believe God did that, and yet at the same time we don't think God can meet our needs. You know, We don't think that God can use us. I mean, we, it's because we forget. We forget about these things. And we need to remind ourselves of them on a regular basis. We've got, we've got to be thinking about these things. We remember the things and we easily recall the things that we're thinking about on a regular basis. And there are some things we just need to put out of our mind we shouldn't be thinking about. And there are some things that we should be thinking about. And God's Word, and not just having the verses memorized, but I mean just the stories themselves, always recalling these things, always remembering these things, they are crucial. And then Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 4, it says, He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. He says, you know, get that wisdom and forget her not. Now, how many of you before, you've made foolish decisions, and after you made that very foolish decision and you're paying dearly for it, then you remembered maybe something that your dad told you. Maybe you remembered some advice that your mom gave you. You know, when you maybe when you broke up with that girl, after you broke up, had the terrible breakup, you remembered your mom warning you about that girl. You know, we always remember these things sometimes after it's too late, but when it comes to wisdom, we've got to get a hold of it and not let go of it. Don't forget those things, but unfortunately, boy, we, we forget a lot of the good advice, don't we? We put the things that we we put those things out of our mind, and we've got to remember the wise counsel. And also, you need to forget the bad counsel. I mean, how many of you have ever gotten some really bad advice before that you took? You know, and usually, you know, you got the good advice from your parents, and you got the bad advice from your friends. And who'd you go? Who's did you remember? Well, you remembered your friends. You know what they said. And sometimes we need we need to forget that stuff. There, it's amazing. How many just foolish things people have in their head that are literally just ingrained in their head, and it's hard to get it out of. It's like you know, I wish you could forget that. I mean, how many people do we talk to? You know, out inviting people to church, and you know, you go, hey, how do you know? You know for sure you're going to heaven. Oh, you know, well, I hope so. How do you think you're going to go to? Heaven? Well, you know, do good. You know, just do the best you can. You know. 
why is it that everybody says that? I don't know who's out, I mean, I don't know who's out there spreading those lies, but it's obviously some pretty bad advice that has resonated with people. And it is, it's just in their head. And you try to show them the Bible, what it says, and you can just see the confusion on their face. And they just, they look at you like, what are you even talking about? And the truth is, they've received some really bad advice over the years. Have you ever been at a restaurant or something and you started hearing people start talking, you know, religion and spiritual things? And just, I've been there before where I've just listened to people and I. I'll be hearing them say just some of the most foolish things. You can tell these people do not read their Bible. You know, they're just explaining how they feel. You know, they're they're all you know. I mean, do you think there's a heaven? Well, you know, I think heaven is, you know, here on earth. It's it's what we make of this earth. You know, and I think hell is also on this earth. It's what we make. You know, we we create our own. Heaven and our own hell. You know, you hear people say those things all the time, and they're just repeating it. They heard it from they heard it from someone else. And I'm just, I'll just be sitting there sometimes, and you listen to people say these things, and it's like, I know I wasn't invited in that conversation, but I'm about ready to jump in <laughs> and and just you know tell. And I mean, you, you hear those things, and it's like, where are they hearing that stuff? And for some reason, poor counsel, foolishness spreads a lot faster than wise counsel. For some reason, people, they like to forget the wise counsel and they remember all the foolishness. I mean, right now, I mean, how many times have you heard, you know, some girl, she's struggling, she can't figure out what to do. I don't know if I should break up with this boy. I know he's a slime ball. I know he's going after all these other girls too. And, but, you know, he said he loves me and I, I just can't figure out what to do. And, you know, some young girl, well, you know what you need to do? You just need to follow your heart. You know how many people say that? You know, what does your heart tell you to do? And yet, that sounds so wonderful. It sounds like such great advice. But yet, we know the Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's terrible advice. Follow your heart. You don't want to do that. That's the most foolish thing you can tell somebody. But boy, you go tell somebody that and oh, you're right. You're so wise. You know, you, you've made me feel so good. I'm going to follow my heart. And then they go into destruction and then they can't figure out what happened. I'm telling you, uh, Disney, you know, you know these Disney princesses always telling these girls to follow their heart. That's why things are so bad, and people remember that stuff. I mean, I've seen it before. When I, when, I remember when I was in teen, when I taught teen class, when I would get on to the you know people following their heart and talking about how foolish it was to follow your heart. You just see the look on these girls' faces, like, what are you saying? You know, I mean, there's no way that. That Cinderella could be wrong. You know, I mean, there's just, there's no way. You know, they they wouldn't lead me astray. Sorry, Bible says the heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? No, you're not supposed to follow your heart. But boy, people hang on to that and they bought it hook, line, and sinker. And if that's it, if that's in you, if that's been ingrained in your mind, you need to forget it. Okay, you just forget it. It will. Your heart will lead you astray. You better trust the Word of God. Trust the leading of the Holy Spirit. Follow the Holy Spirit. Don't follow your heart. And if He's not in your heart, good luck with that. You gotta, you better accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Let the Holy Spirit indwell you and then follow Him. Don't follow your wicked heart. And, but, uh, first, go to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. This is, a, this is an important one too. Something that we often forget. That we just, we've got to remember. The Bible says in beside this, 2 Peter 1.5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, 
and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. We're supposed to be growing. Okay, That's basically what it's trying to tell us here. Always be growing. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Many people, they forget about their salvation. And the Bible's saying here that you're supposed to be growing in Christ. And many people are completely satisfied with the fact that I'm saved, I'm on my way to heaven, I'm all good. No, have you forgotten what God did for you when He saved you? I mean, He changed your eternal destination from hell to heaven. He's got some things for you. He wants you to be a witness. He wants you to grow. He wants you to have an abundant life. He wants to He wants to bless your life and you need to be growing and you need to remember that you were purged from your old sins. And how many of you ever seen it before where a newly saved person, they, they, man, they're just on fire for God. I mean, they just want to tell everybody they know about their salvation. They want to tell everybody they can about Jesus. They can't get enough of their Bible. They can't get enough preaching. You know why they're like that? The same reason the woman was that washed Jesus' feet with her hair and her tears. I mean, she'd been forgiven much. This woman was a great sinner. The Pharisees, they looked at that and thought, he wouldn't let her do that if he knew what kind of a woman she was. And boy, Jesus, he looked at them and they obviously were better than she was as far as our standards are concerned. But you know what? You know, Jesus said, hey, the reason she's doing this, she's been forgiven much. And therefore, she loves much. And people, when they get saved many times, especially out of a, out of a wicked life, Man, they just love God and just want to do whatever they can for Him. They want to grow. They can't get enough. But sometimes you can get to the point where we forget about where we came from. God starts blessing our life. We get our act together because we're following the Word of God. God's blessing us. We're not having the problems that we used to have. We're not struggling like we used to struggle. And we just all of a sudden forget that it was because of God that we got to that point. We start thinking it was because of us. We kind of start making our own rules for things and just doing whatever we feel like doing. We forgot that it was God that saved us. It was God that put us on a new path and on a new course. It was God that blessed us. And anytime we stop growing, we are in danger of getting to that point. And that's why I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care where you are now spiritually. Do not get content and say, you know what, I've arrived, I'm done. If you do that, you're going to forget that you were purged from your old sins. You're going to be like some of these people that sit in churches that whenever a new, uh, maybe a lost person comes in or someone who's newly saved, you're going to be looking down on those people. You're going to be thinking, you know, why we don't want these people in our church, you know, corrupting our church and you know, bringing a bad atmosphere in here. You're, you're going to start being real down on people. You're going to start acting like those Pharisees did in the Bible. And boy, Jesus, he wasn't real fond of those Pharisees, was he? And you're in danger of being like that when you stop growing because when you stop growing, you are in a terrible position where you are going to forget what God did for you. That You're going to forget that He saved you. We see that with the children of Israel. They constantly were forgetting about what God had done for them. God brought them out of bondage. And they got to the point where they 
forgot what it was like in bondage. You know, we see there early in Exodus, I mean, they were crying out to God for deliverance, weren't they? They were crying out to God. And God delivered them, but then they forgot what it was like and said, you know what? We'd have been better off staying in Egypt. I don't think they realized. I don't, I don't believe it was better in Egypt than it was in the wilderness. I think they'd just forgotten what it was like. They'd forgotten what God had brought them out of. And as a result of that, they did a lot of complaining and murmuring. And you all know uh, the stories what happened as a result of that. They forgot what God had done for them. And so don't re- remember where you came from so you don't forget to grow in Christ. Okay? Remember, remember those things. And then here's something that you need to forget. Okay, go to Philippians chapter three. Philippians chapter three. I want to show you something. I think a lot of times we interpret this passage wrong. I think what's said with this passage is true, but if we look at the context of this, I think we're kind of uh, actually getting the wrong thing on here. But uh, Philippians three verse thirteen says, "Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do: forgetting those things which are behind." and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Now, many times when we use this verse, we're telling people, hey, forget those things that are behind you. Forget about your past mistakes. Forget about where you were before you got saved. You know, forget. And, you know, a lot of times that's what we do. You know, forget about those regrets and things and just move forward. Well, go back. Let's go back to verse 1 and see what it's actually. Uh, we'll, we'll look at a few. We're not going to read through the whole chapter, but it says, "Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil doers or evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus, who have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any if." Any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung, that I may win Christ. Notice what he was talking about. He was talking about all that he was before. As far as man was concerned, and especially the Jews, I mean, this guy is a good Jew. I mean, he's a Hebrew of Hebrews of the tribe of Benjamin, the stock of Israel. I mean, as far as the law went, he was blameless. I mean, he kept those commandments. He did all those things. He did a lot of good stuff. I mean, he was very zealous to the point. I mean, he was so zealous in his religion that he was persecuting Christians. Okay, but you know what he said? You know, I'm forgetting. I'm I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking about all the you know those fleshly accomplishments. He was telling him, you know, beware of you know, beware of the concision, you know, beware of those uh, those who were trying to bring back that Old Testament law into uh, you know, making it part of salvation. He's saying, beware of those people. Hey, I did all that stuff. I did all that good stuff, and I wasn't saved. And many times when you talk to people about you know their salvation, they like to talk about all the things that they did in the past. Like the guy we mentioned in Sunday school this morning wanted to talk about how long he was an altar boy. Who cares? 
You know, I went to church for this many years. Who cares? Forget about that. Okay, We're supposed to be trying to press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're still trying to grow. We're still trying to do better. And I don't care what good things you did in the past. Forget about those things and keep on trying to do more good things. I've talked to a lot of people in church and they'll talk about all the things that they did. You know, I've heard people that it's like they'll get up and they'll brag about somebody they led to the Lord, you know, back when they were in Bible college and were forced to go out soul winning. Well, man, I'm glad you did that, but that was 30 years ago. You know, what have you done? What have you done in the last 30 years? You know, they'll talk about all these glory days from the past, and it's like they use that as an excuse to do nothing today. You know what? Forget about those things that are behind you. Forget about those glory days. Keep on striving. Keep on pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Just don't be bringing those up all the time. A lot of times those big successes, the devil will use those to get us feeling content about where we are in our lives. Hey, you know what? You've done enough. You've accomplished more than most Christians have. So you know what? You're fine. You know what? Forget about that. Today is a new day. Let's start today and do something else for God. Don't quit. Don't give up. Don't act like you've arrived just because maybe you're doing better than most people. The Apostle Paul, he had been doing better than most people as far as the Old Testament law was concerned, but he was still lost, wasn't he? And as a result of him following Christ, he lost that position. He lost all those things. We said, you know, those things were done. Who cares? About those things, I'm moving on. I'm going to something better, and I don't care. I don't care if you led a thousand people to the Lord 20 years ago. Good job, but you know what? What are you doing today? Forget about that and go do something else. Do more for God, so that you know that selective memory again. And then go to uh, Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41. So how do I, you know, a lot of times we act like we can't control what we remember and what we forget and the truth is there are things you know there are things we can do not us I know there's probably things you've been through hard times that I don't think God is telling us you need to just erase these from your mind like that's possible obviously there's some things that we're just we're never going to forget but Joseph I think is a great example of a man that had some selective memory because I mean look what that guy went through he went through some pretty horrible things. I mean, the way the way he ended up in Egypt was terrible. What his brothers did to him. I mean, his time in prison that that must have been terrible. But look what it says in verse fifty. It says, "And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came." This is after he's gotten out of prison. After he's second in command. And it says, "After the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of On, bare unto him." And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said, "For God said he hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house." And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Notice how what he, what he said here when he had those children, when he had Manasseh, that firstborn. You know what? All of a sudden he forgot about all that he had been through. Because notice who was he married? He married Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. Well, think about it. Here he has this son now that he loves with all his heart. And he's thinking, you know what? If my brothers hadn't sold me into slavery, 
If I hadn't got thrown into prison, if all those things hadn't happened the way they did, I wouldn't have this moment right now. I would I would not have this son. I would not be where I am right now. There's we're we're getting into the years of famine. I would be about to die with my family from the famine had God not allowed all these things to happen. And you know what? It's, he forgot about it. He forgot about it. You know, he got so focused on the present blessings that he had that he forgot about it. And think about this. You know, we've all probably been through some horrible things. But yet, imagine if those were gone, where would you be right now? Maybe you wouldn't have married the person that you married. Maybe you wouldn't have some of the children that you have today. I mean, there's a lot of things that, you know, that lead us to where we're at now. And we ought to look at some of those blessings and think, you know, if I hadn't gone through this trial, I wouldn't have this blessing today. If God hadn't you know, allowed this terrible thing to happen back then, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I mean, there may be some in here, it was a tragic circumstance that brought you to Christ. And you're saved today because of a tragedy. And if we'll just focus on those blessings, I mean, zero in on those blessings, it will cause us to forget about that. You know what? I don't care about those things. I mean, I've thought about that many times. I'll think about some of the regrets and you know, I, you know, maybe I should have done this different. I wish I wish I'd have done this. Or I wish I'd have done that. And it's like, you know, but if I had done that, I might not have married the person I married. I wouldn't have the kids that I have today. I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And when you start looking at all those blessings, it's real easy to forget about those regrets. And that's what Joseph did. Man, he just he just looked at that child and said, I'm going to name him Manasseh. God's made me forget all that. He forgot about that time in prison. He forgot about the betrayal. He forgot about those things he had gone through. And if we will just focus on our blessings, we'll forget the trials. And it's, I guess, an easy way to illustrate this. You know, me and Prince, we talk. You know, we talk about this. We work, we do the same same job out there, and you're out there working sometimes, and it, it stinks. It's no fun. It's like, man, I, I hate this job. I'm not talking about my pastoring job, but the Walmart one. And it's like. But you know what? We forget about every payday, don't we? It's like when you get the paycheck, it's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I showed up for work those last several days. You know, it makes it worth it then when you do it. You know, when you, on those weeks when you work overtime, man, they're tiring. They wear you out. But you know what? When you get that time and a half on your paycheck, hey, you forget about it. I'm glad I did it. And if we would focus on the blessings that God has given us, we would look back at those hard times and forget about that. I don't care about that. I'm glad God had His way and did what He did. And that's why when finally Joseph's brothers came to him after their father had died and were thinking Joseph's going to kill us, he said, hey, you forget about that. You know, you meant evil against me. God meant it for good. Joseph forgot what God about what his brothers did. He literally, I understand, he had memory of it. He could have recalled the details of those events, but it didn't affect him. He forgot about it. He moved on. And we've got to learn to remember the blessings. And if we do that, we would forget the trials. But then lastly, we need to forget about those who've sinned against us. A lot of the problems in our life, obviously Joseph did that. He forgot about what his brothers had done. And in Matthew chapter 18, verse 21, it says, Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times but until 70 times 7. Okay? Now, if you're going to forget somebody that many times, you're going to have to have some serious memory loss. <laughs> but God's telling us, just forget about it. 
But yet, we're real good at keeping track, aren't we? We're good at you know, we remember how many times they did that. And that's a, you're going to have to forget it. And then verse uh, Micah chapter seven verse eighteen, who is a god like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity and passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He retaineth not his anger forever, because he delighteth in mercy. He will turn again. He will have compassion upon us. He will subdue our iniquities, and thou wilt cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. Now, does anybody in here think that the Almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God has just suffered this memory loss where He can't remember our sins? No, it's something He chose to do. He cast them into the depths of the sea. He's not going to bring those things up anymore. And if we're, if we're going to forgive people 70 times 7, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to cast those things away. Cast them in the depths of the sea on purpose. Throw them out of our minds. Refuse to bring those things up again. Otherwise, we're not going to get victory in those areas. And there's a lot of bitterness amongst Christian people today because they can't forget about what things have been done to them. And you know, God said you're just going to have to forget it. If God can forget it, an all-knowing God, I think we can forget it who already have memory problems of our own. We have no excuse not to forget those things. But Satan, he's gotten the victory over many people in their lives because... He's very good at reminding us of our failures and trials. But we've got to get control of these minds and we've got to remember the things that God told us to remember and forget the things that God told us to forget. Selective memories on purpose. That's what you've got to do if you want to be successful in your Christian life. So with that, let's all stand together. Selective memory. Well, there are